and welcome to the first episode of the Elio podcast in 2022. And welcome back to the probably about eighth or ninth episode, I think, something like that. Um, but yeah, start of a new year. Hopefully, we'll get some consistent uploads this year rather than taking a one or two month burst and then leaving it for six months like I have done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I hope to, I hope that I can get this um, more consistent, more, you know, up to date so that I know all of you are avid, avid space fans and keep all your view up to date with uh, everything that's going on in the world of space. And we, you know, it, we might branch out. We might start talking about more of the 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 physicsy side of stuff. You know, whatever, whatever, um, whatever, whatever you want, basically. Um, I, I, there'll be a poll up on this podcast if you want to ask a question or anything like that. I will be happy to answer it in another podcast. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll generate enough questions, and then I'll do a whole podcast on answering your questions. That's something that I would like to do. So please, if anyone has any questions about anything re- related to space or, you know, physics or whatever, I will please, please get in touch. Um, send me the question. I will gladly, gladly answer it or make a whole podcast topic on it if I, if I, you know, think there's enough material in there for it. But without further ado, um, let's get into today's episode, uh, which is about the... I'm sure you've all heard of it by now, but the um, on the 25th of September, of, not September, on the 25th of December, Christmas Day, this year, 2021, sorry, uh, the James Webb Space Telescope launched. And this is obviously a very, um, a very high profile launch. You know, it, it was covered worldwide. Um, I, 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 I personally watched it on Christmas morning. Um, didn't have to get up too early for it, which is brilliant because I live in the UK. Um, but it was a very special, very special thing to watch. Um, I don't, it, it, you know, if anyone else watched it, then you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. But it was, it's a very, very, um, kind of important launch to our scientific discoveries and possible sways to understand the universe better and ways to um discover where we came from really and i will talk about that obviously a little bit more in the in the coming the coming um the coming minutes but yeah it's as i said huge launch you know if if anyone knows what the hubble space telescope is it's um it is um supposed to um, replace the Hubble telescope. It won't make the t- Hubble telescope um, redundant yet. Um, not for, you know, it, 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 Hubble still Hubble still will still have its uses. Um, however, there will be a time where Hubble will be um, deorbited, and or maybe maybe we'll let, leave it in orbit. You never know. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what NASA's plans for Hubble are, but the James Webb telescope will be able to do what Hubble can and more. Um, so without further ado, let's talk, let's get into it. Let's talk about the James Webb space telescope. So, um, 30, roughly 30 years ago, about 30 years ago, the 
product the production of the James Webb Telescope started. Now, this was only a few years after Hubble launched in 1990, um, and even before that, they were already planning on you know new and advanced space telescopes, better technology to put on them, how we can see further into the past than Hubble or Hubble can. Which we knew Hubble had limits. You know, Hubble can only see back to a certain amount of time in in the past. And we knew that that was that was our that was kind of the limits of our capability at that time. We wanted to just get something up there, you know, and start studying the universe. Um, but the James Webb Space Telescope can do so much more than Hubble. Um, for example, the James Webb Space Telescope will be able to see uh, as far as thirteen point five billion years into the past, which is quite frankly the key it will be the key to um to finding out a lot of stuff about the early universe um that is only that is within 200 million years of the age of the universe which is 13.7 billion years old um it that's that's one of the main um differences between hubble and and the James Webb, because it is just quite, quite frankly, an unbelievable achievement to be able to see back that far uh, in time. Um, and to do to do this, um, we will the the James Webb Space Telescope is accompanied by a a large mirror like the Hubble. However, the James Webb Space Telescope, um, it comprises of about 18 gold hexagons, um, comprised in a shape that is the size of a tennis court, whereas the Hubble primary mirror is only about the um, the size of... It, it, it's comparable to the size of um, a human in terms of diameter, Maybe a very tall human, about seven, around the mark of seven foot. I'm not 100 percent sure, but around the mark of seven foot. Um, it is as, so. Just from looking at that, you can tell how incredible this piece of engineering is. Um, and it will be able to see, as I said before, 13.5 billion years in the past, because of the speed, the speed of light is obviously at, uh, 300, two, uh, 300 million meters per second. Let's call it that for the sake of this. Um, it's actually a little little bit less than that, but it doesn't matter. Um, well, it, it's not negligible, but, you know, it's it's about, you know, it, it, anyway. Um, it will be able to, so Hubble can see 12.7 billion years into the past, which is pretty good when you think about it, but it does lift, move, leave out, one billion, one billion years of um, the 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 universe, and it will. That is when the universe was most active. That's when most of the processes that create planets, that create stars, uh, that create the supermassive black holes that we see today. That is when the all those processes were started, and we can't really get any absolute clues into. Um, into 
the 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 creation of the early early universe therefore the james webb space telescope will be able to see way further into the past we will be able to see the creation of stars how we may even see light from the big bang itself if you know that would be light that's 13.7 billion years old and that's just been traveling since the dawn of the universe and that is that's that's what we could see and if that was the case then we could detect that would be absolutely groundbreaking it would possibly be all over the media um not just space media that would be an incredible discovery to see light from the first moment the universe came into existence um the another thing that differs hubble and the james Webb space telescope is that hubble can largely see the light that humans can the visible light um which which is good to a certain extent it's very good to a certain extent however it there are many types of light that they can't see those of you who are familiar with the electromagnetic spectrum will know that there's you know infrared ultraviolet radio waves microwaves uh, and then you go down the down in intensity to x-rays and gamma um with visible light being in between, in between, in between, um, uh, and there is, but the James Webb Space Telescope is specialised to observe the infrared spectrum. Um, it can also see uh, visible light to some extent, but it will more it will detect more infrared than it will it's specialized to do so it will still be able to um see visible light obviously um but yeah it will this but this is this is key because um the infrared can slip through the thick clouds of dust and matter the obscure things for the hubble you know the obscure visible light for the hubble um like smoke smoke like clouds of dust and gas um that the universe is currently filled with um and what we predict that the early universe was filled with therefore we can see even further into the so into the solar system's past and without having anything blocked off but infrared still carries the same information as um visible light so if we could for example if we could and I say this is in inverted commas, see infrared light, we would be able to see everything like we usually would. Like if I had an object in my hand that was only emitting infrared infrared light and wasn't emitting visible light, I could see the, uh, the infrared and I could see the information of the object and so forth. Um, so that's what the James Webb Space Telescope, Space Telescope will do. Um, the the site the kind of physics behind that is visible light has a uh, a shorter wavelength um, than infrared. Therefore, the infrared is less likely to get scattered as much and obstructed by particles in the universe. Um, the longer waves, whose peaks and valleys are spread far apart, are less likely to collide with particles in space. Therefore, we can we'll be able to see more further into the universe. We can um, kind of get rid of that um, that that uncertainty that Hubble kind of the roadblock that Hubble kind of that kind of hit. Um, and it is said to be lifting the veil 
of the universe and we can see everything about its secrets about what it's um what it's what it does um but i get again another thing that we could find out is about exoplanets exoplanets are planets that are in outside our solar system um even better than the hubble because we can detect them for uh from further further away um obviously because the james Webb space telescope doesn't doesn't um, detect visible light as much um the the super earths or the um exoplanets super earths category of exoplanets will kind of appear as more of as dots because the the other areas of the electromagnetic spectrum don't really have the same color spectrum as our visible lights um does therefore we it will only appear as kind of small uh dots not you know colorful planets like uh hubble can see um because they don't because infrared doesn't emit color it's, uh, you know um but nasa so since um since nasa started searching with the help of hubble uh, we've already confirmed over 4,500 exoplanets in the universe. Obviously, this is projected to be orders, orders of magnitude uh, larger than this. You know, hundreds of millions of billions of trillions of exoplanets in the universe. And obviously, with the James Webb Space Telescope, we will be able... It's It's predicted that we will be able to see a lot more than what we can right now. And therefore, you know, lead to detection of strange planets which may help us um with the formation of our solar system crazy planets with wild properties you know a pl planet on fire planets made of complete ice and who and maybe even planets with the right conditions for life planets with oceans planets with liquid water on the surface planets that look like earth planets that are about the same size as earth in the habitable zone possibly making its way to discovering life in the universe which is would be groundbreaking obviously if we ever detected life or life's elements coming off that planet like phosphorus and, and carbon and oxygen the ones that we know to support life on earth and we can detect life there we can see on we can see the planet and we can we might, we might not be able to see what's on it but we can we can detect the gases via the wavelengths of 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 the light of them sorry of the infrared coming off we can detect that we can it it you know we can detect life on planet we can choose where to focus our detectors on and focus where to look for the for the for the special for the special chemicals that require that uh, life requires to be um sustainable and to be what to be possible really um and obviously, um, another thing with the um, with the obviously seeing back in time to the universe, we can obviously see how possibly see how the universe began, which would end one of the biggest debates in 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 physics and astronomy and astrophysics. Obviously, the you'll all heard of the Big Bang. It is a very famous theory about. Um, how the universe was created, but it is it is important to remember that um, 
that this is only a theory. This is not proven. If there's evidence for it, such as redshift, but we we it's not scientifically proven yet, and maybe we will be able to prove it in when the James Webb starts sending us data. Um, it could also this is this is my this uh, tickles my interest of very very much so because I uh, I quite I quite like these concepts. Um, it could also see the very first quasi stars and um prove their existence or validate their existence their once exist their past existence um the idea is about a quasi star is um it was a star as a black hole as its core because and this is going to go into black holes now very slightly i won't i don't dwell on it uh, much but uh we get stellar black holes up until about 150 solar masses and then we hit a curious gap of no black holes above 150 solar masses uh, roughly until we hit supermassive black holes which have millions of solar masses so there's a gap from about 150 solar masses to millions of solar masses nothing in between and that is very curious but the reason but the reason why this is um intrigues people is because so um supermassive black holes must not have formed the way that we know stellar black holes form stellar black holes are relatively young in the universe compared to supermassive black holes but the thing we theorize is that um in the early universe i won't get into this but basically stars will be able to f were able to form um with black holes in the center um and there was a stable balance created by the radiation from the black hole and the pressure call pressure crushing down um by the by the star into the black hole um which allowed the black hole to grow and devour the star from the inside creating these massive black holes devour you know huge huge supermassive black holes as i said um and these quasi stars are ridiculously big we're talking solar system size um behemoths bigger than even the biggest stars that we know of today stevenson 218 is dwarfed by a, a standard quasi star um it is huge huge um, so we could possibly confirm their existence and validate that theory. Um, it's a very, as, as I said, it's an extremely, extremely exciting um, prop proposition. This, like, extremely, extremely exciting, and it's just, it's something that I, I, I very much urge everyone to follow um, the research and the discoveries of the James Webb, um, because it really could lead to some secrets of the universe that we just wouldn't have known with 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 hubble this is a real um a real kind of real big step in engineering and scientific um and our scientific journeys of species so i've talked about the scientific part i'll i'll briefly talk about the um what the james Webb actually is and what it did so on the 25th of december this uh 2021 uh, it launched from the French Guiana space uh, launch site, uh, which Ariane Space used, which are the ESA's um, launch uh, vehicle company. Um, and this, uh, it launched on a rocket called the Ariane Five, which is uh, world renowned for being a, a, an extremely reliable rocket. It's it's made over a hundred launches. And only uh, only one or two has ever failed. Um, so this, obviously, with the payload of this magnitude, um, 
the the rocket that it launched on had to be extremely extremely reliable and there was no margin forever um so and all, uh, a fun fact and the payload fairings that the the the, the James Webb Space Telescope Space Telescope sat in uh when on launch or wherever were all payloads sit in um it kind it, it it the payloads fairings had to be extended actually um they had to be extended because it couldn't fit the telescope in with normal fairings um which brings me on to my other point that the uh, the, the space telescope actually had to um it had to be folded up uh for launch which takes a lot of engineering um and it is currently on the in the process of unfolding i believe it's just unfolding its sun shield um which it, which it requires to protect itself from the sun because it operates at low temperatures operates best at low temperatures um and obviously the sun emit in space if you there's no atmosphere to absorb sunlight so the the sunlight goes onto you and creates a very hot uh, very 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 high temperatures on one side and obviously the, the side facing the not facing the sun um is exposed to low very extremely low temperatures um so it had to be designed with very very careful thermal insulation to make sure that it didn't uh it, it survived it survives and it will survive for a long long time at the moment everything's going smoothly uh it is just in the process i think i believe it's finished now but it is just in the process of um unfolding its sun shield which will protect it from the sun um everything is going and i use a nasa quote here hunky dory apparently um so you know extremely positive um and it will the another thing that makes the james web telescope different from the hubble and in a very interesting point um is the fact that it won't actually orbit earth it will orbit uh, a point called the ronge point two which is the balance kind of the balance between the earth's gravity and the sun's gravity so it will be orbiting at exactly the same speed as Earth, but it will appear to be orbiting nothing. So it will, it will orbit a point in space, which is the point of, gravi of the gravity balance between Earth and, and the Sun. And it is uh, about four times as far from Earth as the Moon is. It's about a, just just over a million mile, a million miles from Earth, which you know is a, is a fair, fairly long time. It will it will take. Um, will take some time to get there. I don't believe it's reached yet. I'm not too sure if it has. Then I I'm, I apologize, but I have not heard anything saying it has. Um, but once it does reach its um, its intended target, then it will obviously go into its orbit um, with its uh, correction thrusters on the bottom at the bottom of the telescope, um, and it will um, it will start to unfold and unpack itself. Which is a extremely long process, and it will take up to six months to complete. So we won't actually get any pictures um, for six months. Obviously, it's a very delicate procedure. Um, you need to be take very careful because this thing is cost ten billion dollars. Um, you know, you really don't want to be um, break messing this up. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 as I said, it's an extremely extremely um exciting 
uh, endeavour for space history and an extremely um, exciting, uh, it could lead to extremely exciting discoveries. And I highly, as I said, I highly encourage you all to keep following this if you are interested in space, because this is, um, this is key. Personally, for me, I have, I take an active interest in it because um, I want to go on to uni and do physics or astrophysics and uh, hope maybe in the future go into a job related to astrophysics. And, you know, if, if, these discoveries by the James Webb Space Telescope may be, in, may be directly impacted on me in my degree or my profession later on in life. So I do take a very interest, a very, very large interest in this right now. Um, it could lead to some incredible discoveries that I may have the privilege of working on. I hope I do. Um, and with that said, um, I hope that you all had a very, an incredible new year. Um, I know I certainly did. Um, and I hope to, I hope to get more episodes out this year. I hope to be more consistent with my episodes and maybe get some other people on to talk about space. You know, I've I've got I've got people who want to come on. Um, so we might get that on to to change it up a little bit. But with that, I thank you all for for listening. If you have made it this far, uh, stay safe, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you.